Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for Compass Point, the podcast from the VCU Wilder School's Office of Research and Outreach. Here, we discuss current policy and governmental issues, share promising practices for conducting research, explore research conducted by the faculty members within the Wilder School and beyond, and provide tips for students and others interested in pursuing their own research. My name is Brittany Keegan, and I'm the Director of Research Promotion and Engagement for the Wilder School. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Bree Haupt, an assistant professor in the Wilder School's Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness Program. And she's going to talk to us about the VCU's um, Institutional Review Board, or IRB. So Dr. Haupt, thank you so much for being here. Um, We're excited to have you join us. And I think to start, could you just please tell us a little bit about yourself and your work here at the Wilder School? Sure. Um, So yes, I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness. Um, My research tends to focus on areas of cultural competence when it comes to emergency management, crisis communication, uh, building up the resilience of our communities, and then the educational competencies that our students and our leaders need to be able to help our communities and promote the safety and well-being of all that lives within them. That is wonderful. And I know in addition to all of that um, work that you're doing, you're also involved in um, the VCU's Project Navigator Consultant Program. Can you please talk a little bit about what the goal of that program is and what role do the participants have? Yeah, sure. So um, this was created because they really wanted to help every single college and school with having additional support for submitting um, to the Institutional Review Board for any projects that are considered human subject research. And so our goal is really to support faculty, students, and staff um, who go through that process and just make it to where their submissions um, have everything answered in the extent that it needs to be answered so it can be sent in and returned quickly so people can start those studies. And I think that's really helpful because a lot of people aren't familiar with what the IRB is, especially if they're maybe a student or a new faculty member. And IRBs work differently everywhere. So even if they went through one at maybe a different university or even like some state agencies have their Mm -hmm. own IRB, it's always different. Um, And for those who might not have experience with an IRB, could you please share a little bit about what the IRB is and kind of what it does and why we have them? For sure, yes. And you are spot on that it's different everywhere you go. (laughs) Um, But how I see IRB is that um, you'll submit to IRB, especially when you're doing human subjects research, which means that your research revolves whether it's interaction, um, it's uh, simulations, experiments, qualitative interviews. There's so many things that fall upon it. But the biggest thing is that the IRB is up to date on any protocols and regulations that um, take care of the well-being of the individuals that we are um, studying and or interacting with. I say that they're kind of the governing body that humanizes individuals. So when we go through a study, we can make sure that the individuals will have no undue harm onto them, um, that us as investigators will also be safe, that we can mitigate any risks to anyone um, and just be able to make sure that it's all spelled out clearly so we know exactly what we're doing before we start. And that is so important. I like how you you do a great job of describing why it is so important. Sometimes as people are going through the IRB process and like filling out the forms and it can be a lot. Uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> sometimes people might feel frustrated that they're having to delay mm-hmm. the research, but like you said, it is so important to protect everyone, the, the subjects and the researchers too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when people are starting to go through the IRB process, 
what do you see as some of the most like common questions and challenges that um, they're going to face as they navigate the IRB? Um, so some of the first questions we may get are those who are unfamiliar with IRB in general. So um, whether it's a senior practitioner residence, whether it's new staff, new faculty, um, undergraduate students, graduate students, we can help um, acclimate them to what IRB is and the process to going through that. And um, it's very helpful because I definitely was at one. I've been at a number of institutions. Every single one has a different process for IRB. It all has the same goal of you know doing all those things, but the process is differently. Um, and some of the things that I would say are common, I call it clarity, consistency, and justification. So being clear on exactly what are you studying? What is the purpose behind it? What's the intentionality? How are you going to create your protocols? How are you going to keep your subjects um, anonymous or confidential? How does that work? Um, and then when it comes to consistency, have you ever seen a movie trailer and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, but then you watch <laughs> it and you're like, all the funny scenes were in that trailer, yes, and so what you're doing had nothing to do with it? <laughs> we're trying to avoid that in a way. So we're trying to say, like, here's your IRB study, and consistently throughout the entire process and throughout the entire project, you're looking at the exact same thing. You're not doing any changes. You're not trying to slip in a new one. Um, so I always say movie trailers or those articles that you read the abstract, <laughs> right. and then you read the article, you're like, this not at all <laughs> what that abstract right. said. <laughs> so when someone um, is getting ready to conduct research, maybe they have an idea already or they know maybe who they want mm -hmm. to work with or what kind of study they want to do, what do you think are some of the most important things that they can do to prepare for IRB success mm -hmm. as they're getting ready to set up right. a study and submit? So from my personal experience, and I'll talk to myself, and I feel like this happens for, for some, um, is when I was a student and first conducting studies, one of my professors who became my mentor sent me one of their old IRB submissions. We were working on a project, and so I was asked to look at that submission and then draft an IRB submission from it. So that way I can kind of learn already like what words to use and the terminology because that also can trip people up is the terms you need to use, right. um, those technical jargon. Um, and it was a great learning experience. And so for me, I've worked with several students. Um, work study has an mm -hmm. undergraduate research program. So I've worked with undergraduate students and graduate students and other faculty of this is the IRB, this is how we submit, these are the terms to look at, and then also figuring out what are those questions that you're like, is this even relevant to what I'm studying? Right. Yeah, so by having not only trying it with a faculty member that you may be mentored by or even just reaching out to us, because I know I'm speaking for both of us, Brittany, right. I know that we would sit down with every single person who asked to say, this is what we can do, we can review before you even submit to say, this may be an area you want to clarify. This is something that you may need to include. This is a form that you also need to have because there's a lot of nuances in the system. Mm -hmm. So um, if someone does have those questions, what, what do you think is the best way for them to seek help from the BCU's PNC project? Well, um, email. <laughs> um, well, not just that, but you can email us, um, myself or at Brittany. And I know for, I think I'm pretty much speaking for both of us. So we definitely don't mind setting up time, whether it's over zoom, whether it's in person or talking over the phone or even just email to just doing our best to kind of support you. And 
Um, if you have questions, they're, they're, just ask us. I think there's no really stupid question when it comes to IRB. I think some people can be intimidated by the process when it's brand new uh, or the process changed and they just need to know what the new protocol is for a new form. Um, so we're just really here to help and support every single person because we want the Wilder School to continue on their trajectory of doing innovative and substantial and quality research that really looks at our communities and helps to strengthen those communities and help just the broader good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing all this information and for the work you've done so far with the PNC program. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share? I would say that the probably the last thing um, I want to do is just reiterate that we're here. Um, I know for, for me, uh, I was never one to always go to the IRB to ask questions. I always kind of felt more comfortable with a colleague or, or a, a friend to kind of answer questions first. Um, that was just me. I'm also a visual learner, so mm -hmm. I, you know, for any of those who have different learning styles, just know like we can definitely like walk you through the system, um, or we can just provide you materials if you're good with just reading it. But we just want to make sure that we have a way to support every single individual in their research project. Absolutely. Um, I mean, thank you again for joining us. It was great speaking with you. Thank, thank you. you to our audience for listening, and we hope that you'll join us again for the next episode of Compass Point.